we're going to have a good vision, it has two huge components, and that is it's going to be a goal that we have impacted by a burden we have. Welcome to the Center Memphis podcast. I'm Brantley Davidson, your host here with Executive Director of the Center Memphis, Howard Graham. Howard, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah. Beautiful morning. The air's chilly. It is beautiful. It's cold. The vision for a great future. Yeah. Took some deep breaths, taking in some cold air, walking from Clark Tower back over to White Station Tower this morning, or iBank or whatever it is you want to call it, for those of you that are in Memphis. Um, you can find all of our content and discussions and lots of really great information for you from a resource perspective on at the center memphis.org also give us a follow on instagram um, at the center memphis uh, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking to with you um, is coming out um, in those forums and there's also other supporting resources as well um, and including how you can get involved in some of our small group discussions or one-on-one sessions with the center so uh, if you're interested, check those out, and uh, we, we'd love to have you and see you in our group discussions and meet with you on a one-on-one basis. Um, the the past couple episodes, Howard, we've really been going into uh, discussing our why, how that maps to core values, and ultimately, really, uh, how all things are from God and are done through Him, and how that impacts what we're doing within our daily work and vocational aspects. Um, and that's going to lead us, I think, to um, a, a bit of a discussion today. But first, I, I think it could be helpful for us just to go through uh, and do a quick recap on, on what that really means and how that's what you know how that's impacted us um, from our previous discussions. And even and even our why at the center, we believe God's word defines reality and offers hope. And we believe we all tend to separate our lives too much, mm. and we try to have a you know. A faith, a faith life that we may limit to certain times and actions. We have a work life. We have a, a, a social life. We have a, a hobby life. And, and at the same time, God is saying it's all his. That all You, you said the verse, but all things are from, mm-hmm. from him, through him, and for him. And ultimately, it's all for him. And we're made to be his. And, uh, you know, Augustine said this, a fourth century bishop and theologian, uh, and Africa said, said this, that until we find our intended purpose, until we uh, do put all things under his lordship, basically, that we'll be restless. Hmm. I think that's true. We find ourselves kind of stirred up, uh, doing, going after, chasing after different things until we know that our purpose is to be worshipers and to, to glorify God. And then when we realize that, what does that mean in a daily action? Uh, by centering our why, by centering our values on Him, and that all of life is for Him and through Him and, and going back to Him, uh, that helps us then uh, calmly <laughs> accept His yoke. Uh, yeah. His easy, His yoke is easy. His burden is light. That He's going to give us rest, uh, no matter how big of thing He has us accomplishing in our in our work life, in our home life, in our leadership life. Yeah. I, th- I think that just that foundation, it's, it's stuff that we've talked about the, in the previous sessions, but just constantly being reminded of that, that God is asking for our hearts and the way that we think about all factors of our life to be focused on him and how we're grounded in his truth and how it's influencing everything and not compartmentalizing it like a waffle, right? Like what That's you right. talked about. 
That's right. And that's not some to-do list. Right. That's really saying, oh, you've got me, God. You've covered me. You love me. And then my life is a response uh, in gratefulness, but in also in purpose. God made us in, to have a great purpose. He made us uh, from the very beginning in Genesis to subdue the earth, to, to, which is to glorify him, to put things under his lordship, to be fruitful, to multiply, stuff we love to do. Uh, all uh, And when we do it for him and through him and in him, we know we're doing the right thing. Yeah. To have that confidence is something that is, is just worth talking about enough because we'll know it on Sunday. We'll know it when we listen to, to God's word or get in it, but then we forget it and we get under tension on Wednesday at 3.30, right. and yet this truth is still the same. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Has there been a time in your life where you weren't, where you were being more like a waffle? You were treating kind of like the, these compartments that way. Um, that, or, or has there been a time where you weren't and you, you, you were more in alignment that could help give an example or maybe somebody else's example? Yeah, no, you were no, no, no. Let's just pick on me only. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, of course. You know, like, and, and, and really uh, all the time. You know, yeah. The more I know this, the more I know I need to know it. Honestly, and it's freeing. It's not confining. Uh, but even as I was like, well, this work, this well, we're doing this great work. And so then it, somebody else would uh, make up enemies that I really don't have. Yeah. And to say, well, against this, I'm going to apply these legal things. I'm going to apply these uh, board rules. I'm going to apply these different things uh, that they, because it's convenient for me. Right. Uh, when really... The same thing I'm, that we're trying to do with one initiative, so, so I put something under his lordship, but then I want to pretend I have an enemy, and God's word then would arrest me from mm-hmm. that and say, ooh, my battle's never against flesh and blood. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. It's a, he's got it all, and so there are enemies. <laughs> it is true we have a, a spiritual forces against us, and demonic forces. That's true. Right. Uh, but that's con- fooling me thinking that, that I'm up to my own strength. I've got to do this, this thing I've got to do on my own. Uh, this other thing, this big thing, this person I've been praying for who's sick, you know, oh, God's got that. But this, uh, but this little thing, I'm going to do it my way uh, by some rule uh, that I made up or some, or some other policy that I just happen to like. Yeah. Well, it's such a good, it's helpful for me just to hear that truthfulness from yourself because I think all of us who are in work that we're spending a lot of our time there. We're yeah. thinking through how to, you know, as Christians, maybe to improve it, to, to make things better or, or maybe we're not. Yeah. And we have this tension point that's in our heart, in our head, and we're misaligned. And that restlessness is a real thing. And, yes. and I know that I experience it at times, even a day to day basis, just be reminded, no, all things are from God. This is his just like every other aspects of my life. Therefore, there is so much freedom in aligning to that principle and surrendering our work, just like we're surrendering our money and our you know, maybe our, our children's lives, our, yeah. our spouse, all of those aspects to then say, Lord, how do we think about these things principally and come in a way that says, Lord, it's yours. Let's let's. To surrender it to you. You've got it. What does it look like for me to be faithful? So then I, that's right. I've got to know why I'm here, and I've got to uh, choose some uh, values, like we said, that are maybe uniquely mine, right? Um, but at the same time, due, due to my gifts and things, but are totally aligned uh, with what He would have me do. Well, so part of I think the the things that we want to really get into today uh, and recap some of the, the the discussions from this previous week is how a vision or dreams 
can help with that alignment. And I, I maybe even want to start with you first is which is it? Is it vision or is it dreams or is it both? I'm going to go a step further. When we're aligned with God, not only can we dream dreams and have visions, we can prophesy. And, and then that, 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 it might be a lightning bolt in itself, but God's word, Peter, on the day of Pentecost, when all people were, 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 so many people were coming to faith and the Holy Spirit was illuminating literally over people's heads and they were uh, dreaming dreams and having visions and speaking in tongues and the most important thing, they were hearing in tongues. Mm. They were understanding each other from different uh, ethnicities and races and backgrounds. And so all this was a beautiful vision and, and the skeptics and critics were saying, what are they, drunk? And he said, no. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And that just means, now they're big prophecy. Right. There's all sorts of ways to test that. We can get into that on another episode. But when my dream and my vision is aligned with God, I'm prophesying. I can speak truth to my child. I can speak truth to my friend. I can speak truth to those who work for me and with me uh, because of the great truth he, he yeah. has laid out. So we can have these awesome visions and the lessons on vision this week and how to have a good, vivid description. But, but yes, all those are equal, says Martin Luther, says John Stott, says all these great theologians of our, of our present and past. It's actually a, a very compelling statement to me, like even hearing you saying that. And honestly, it sort of feels, it's almost kind of weird for me personally. I'm just admitting it, that, yeah. it's to, that at first I'm even sort of trying to grasp and understand exactly what God wor God's word is saying that is aligning and, and saying that prophecies and dreams and visions are, I think to your point, uh, you know, one and the same, um, yeah. you know, based on other commentaries and stuff that you've been mentioning with us this week. Yeah, it is. And then... What we're covering is just there have been great visions out there by Henry Ford. Currently, Elon Musk has a, a beautiful vision. As we cover the detail, the vivid description, how that impacts all people, and how, you know, right back to our why, mm. uh, that, that what they're up to is worth believing in and, trust, and trusting because it's clear they believe it. But a good vision, if we're going to have a good vision, it has two huge components, and that is it's going to be a, a goal that we have – impacted by a burden we have hmm. god gives us burdens uh to fix a relationship and we have a vision of what that looks like right and all everything doesn't have to be to provide cars for the masses or provide space travel but we have a vision for how we have a burden for how things could and should be we're moved to act and set a goal and then start to dream and about what that could be like and then, to, and then to put details to that. And the more we detail that out and, and consistent with the why and the values we have as a family, as a leadership, as, as an organization, uh, then we can start to put details to that um, like Henry Ford did. Not only will people uh, all be able to afford these cars, but it's going to create a wage. It's going to create a job that gives a great wage to everybody. He right. used everybody and all a lot. It's really awesome to to really even read other people's vision statements mm. and how specific they are. And and I want to tee this up to even maybe to go into those examples, but first to say you were sort of discussing like how we're compelled potentially to have a vision, yep. but what is a vision? Like what is vision from your definition? A vision is a view of the future with detail that's, that accomplishes something and solves a burden. Yeah. 
So that detail, I think, is is the interesting tidbit to me. And some of the examples that we went in, like what you were just talking through with Henry Ford and Elon, Elon Musk, their their visions, they're they're uh, not ambiguous. They're very specific, and 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 it's in a way that I think individuals can attach to it and be gravitated towards it and be bought into it. That's right. That's right. And so Andy Stanley's book on visioneering, really helpful. We've been covering some of that this week. But let me give you just two. He, he says this just so well, so I want to make sure uh, we cover it uh, as well. Um, but it's a, it's a vision of the future that's compelling, mm. that helped, that we're burdened by in the present, that's worth acting on. And he gives uh, four really big components of that. And first, first of all, every vision you have, you're not supposed to act on. Now, the short-term ones, maybe you are. Right. I, I, lift, I watched somebody pull somebody out of the rain the other day, and that, that was a vision. I could, I could help that person. I was burdened by it. I set a goal and did it. But so some things, you, Holy Spirit guides you, and you are acting on it. Some, you really need to be confirmed over time as you, as you, as you sit and soak on it and, and see what God's doing. But they all have, especially by the time you start to communicate them, and you need to practice communicating them because they have a problem, they have a solution, they have a reason that something must be done. And then when you really know it's time to act, when God's totally placed it on your heart, or you're totally convinced, then there's a reason something must be done now. Mm-hmm. So it moves to now over time. Yeah, I think the, the point that you just made there is really interesting because I think there's a lot of pressure at times maybe even to visions and making sure that they're the right visions that how we're testing them how we're working through them together and I know this just in our relationship together that as we've thought through even a vision for the center it took weeks of discussion and prayer and really aligning is it the right vision is or even our time together at at wonderman are we accomplishing the right vision how do we really work that out how do we really meditate on it together and underneath the lord and aligning with him to make sure that it's right and that it's something that we want to then lead others with yeah you know, God per- first put the vision for the center on my heart about seven years ago. Yeah, uh, getting close to eight now, but it's, it's, it's but it was it'd been seven when we decided to move forward, and the, it was a burden after listening to a, a great theologian Christopher Wright at a, at a conference here at Second Press. Here's what happened: is he showed that all of life is 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 God's, and that in our workplace lives are just as much worship as our Sunday lives. Mm. And that, that struck me. That struck me because it was the conflict that I was living in. I was burdened by how I saw, how I, how I tend to separate my life and how I saw that others did the same. And uh, so I started to test that out mm. and started to have that clear and started to have those conversations. Wait a minute. Every moment is, every work moment is God's. And even uh, while I do that imperfectly, right. uh, I got to test that out. The more it's aligned, ooh, the more there's freedom, there's more there's peace. Uh, and then, so how do you help people? And then we get all the way to our current vision right. at the center, which is that all people would know they're part of the priesthood uh, of believers and, and know their gods and know their kings and princes and princesses, and it would live out uh, visioning and prophesying for others with his truth that defines reality and offers hope. Yeah. Well, that's really good stuff, and I'm I'm even just sort of meditating on it as I'm as I'm hearing you say it. And um, I do I do think that one uh, next 
piece that I'd love to just hear um, from you is what does God's word even specifically say about vision? Besides the fact that we're supposed to have them. Yeah. And over and over people have them and they're interpreted and they're tested. And so I'm going to give you things that are generally true, not, not in this point, not a specific verse, but generally true over and over. God's people have dreams and visions. Mm. And you can even see Paul saying specifically, I've got to get to Rome. I know that I'm supposed to be in Rome. Uh, to, I, know it's, I know it's far better to be gone, to live as Christ, to die as gain. But I know God has me going forward mm. to Rome. And, and, and that's going to be good. And, and, and when he was in Ephesus, it was through Jer- Jerusalem. And the prophet Agabus came and said, wait a minute, I've seen a vision from the Holy Spirit. And Agabus had been used in the past to predict other things that were validated. He said, you're going to be beaten, and I see you tied up. Yeah. And he showed and, he sh- showed and demonstrated what he had seen in a vision, which was from the Holy Spirit. So, that, so that, that must mean if you're going to get beat up and things are going to pour for you, it must not be a true vision. Yeah. Paul said, oh, no. No, y'all, y'all, y'all were not wanting me to go as weeping and, 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 and making, breaking my heart. Just because it might go worse for me doesn't mean I'm not supposed to go. Right. So the vision is validated. I'm going to get to go preach and teach uh, and build and, and, and show God's word not where it's been, and not build on others, but be able to do it fresh, actually, was his vision. Yeah. And the reason I, I, I asked that question that way is because if we're testing our visions yeah. and we're thinking through them, it's important that we're using God's word as our guide for that. That's, That's right. how we test it. That's right. And yeah, uh, I'm curious, are there more examples even of that, of how you've been testing even the current vision of where you're at personally or where you've been historically to yeah. help you make sure your vision is aligned? And I think God gives us characters in the Bibles to, to align with as we hear yeah. the stories as five-year-olds um, or if we hear it for the first time at 55, it doesn't matter. But Joseph, you know, I'm just, I'm just that kid who would say, look at my coat. Uh, and I had this dream you guys are going to bow down to me. Uh, that's, that's not a great thing to tell your brothers, even if it is true. Or certainly the way you tell them might be a, a good way to do it. And I'm not really judging Joseph. I'm just saying he was fired up that, that he was special. He knew it. Mm. And I, I, I have always felt that way. I've always, I'm, a, I'm special and I will be used by God. Uh, but at the same time, his brothers threw him in a ditch. They were going to kill him. And then they had a brilliant idea to sell him instead. Uh, great. And what, what is Joseph? And, and over and over, by doing the right thing, uh, the, the bad things keep happening to him. By yeah. not succumbing to Potiphar's wife, he's thrown in prison. And he gets to test his ability. His gift is actually interpreting dreams. Yeah. And so he'd done it in his own life. He got to do it in other people's lives, and that was used. And ultimately, Pharaoh's. And ultimately got him back to that. He got him to a position of power. And the minute he saw his brothers, they're in fear. He goes, don't worry. He's paraphrasing. Don't worry. God sent me here to save you. Yeah. And so um, going through those trials and tribulation doesn't mean that the vision that God has a plan for your life is not true. And then to be more specific, yeah, I've been, I've been thrown in my own ditches. Yeah. You know, and uh, some I, th- I threw myself in and some, other, some others threw, threw me in there. But that doesn't thwart what God has for your ultimate purpose that then helps you align these other smaller, uh, more incremental things to his purpose. Well, for those that, that may be hearing some of this and, and feeling in a similar spot where you're restless uh, and uh, you're just not sure where you're aligning from a big picture perspective with your vision, you don't have a clear, detailed direction for maybe your individual future 
or even vocationally, um, you know, hopefully some of the things we've talked about here, specifically aligning this up into God's word and what God's word says about vision um, will help you test and align and think through what is the appropriate way to move towards knowing your, pro- your appropriate vision. And he says that yeah, over and over in Philippians. Paul says, you, so you may be able to discern what is best and may be mm. pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So you, he gives it in Romans 12 to test and approve uh, being, you know, after being transformed and renewed. And you, can, you can see, you can test out in little ways what God's vision is. Yeah, and ultimately the reason for us as Christians why we can really test this is because we have the ultimate description of our vision and we we know what it is right yeah one day someday every knee will bow and every tongue confess that jesus is lord and we'll be praising and and worshiping and saying holy holy and be so enamored with his love for us we won't be never ending joy as all other things lead so doesn't the little thing i'm doing if my value is to invest in people my value is to respect people. These are all great values. Does it lead to one day, someday, somebody having more hope, uh, more knowing reality, having more hope, and that will it lead them to one day bow and sing and praise to Almighty? That's awesome. That's good stuff. Well, Howard, how does this, what we're talking through this week and what we've um, discussed, um, you know, the past couple sessions, how does that set us up for what we're going to be looking into together um, this next week? Where we go next is we'll hear a testimony this next week at the center from Larry Jensen, who's the CEO of Commercial Advisors, has led that. He's really the chairman now, and um, he's led that for years. And uh, his life and work in Memphis and all parts of Memphis, he led a project uh, for the city called Shalom Project to put churches and nonprofits together, serving the needs of our most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So we'll hear a little bit about that. He's been mentored by, by some great uh, people too, and he's going to talk about the importance of that. So he's going to give his life and leadership lessons and testimony and how he's done it, which I think will help us next week. And then we'll move on to applying our gifts and strategies to our vision the rest of the month of February. Awesome. Well, stick with us. Um, we look forward to seeing from seeing you all and join us um, in our sessions this upcoming week. 